0: emo swoops, and trumpet loops. This is Songs in My Head. Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of Songs in My Head. A podcast for music nerds, by music nerds. Um, it's Josh here, I'm joined by my lovely co-host Kristen again. Hello. And uh, we're back into the regular format of things this this episode. Um, two very, very different, but somehow also the same in in genre kind of well,
1: I think no matter what we always subconsciously
0: have a theme right I know I don't understand how we end up doing it it's every <laughs> every episode we always subconsciously have a theme but uh yeah so this week we're, we're getting back into the swing of normal episodes and then next week we probably won't <laughs> but you know what it's our show so we, do what we, want. we can do whatever the hell we want to so uh and if i sound a little bit weird this time i apologize uh i got my second covid booster yesterday so my body's doing weird things today uh i got 5g now i might turn into (laughs) a crocodile i'm not i'm not sure i'm hoping for the second one being a crocodile would be pretty dope
1: special features
0: yeah special features like a dvd Bonus content. Ooh, <laughs> deleted deleted scenes, outtakes. Right. <laughs> um. How are you?
1: I'm good. Good.
0: How are you? I'm I'm feeling okay. I'm 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 feeling pretty good. Uh, I'm glad that I got the booster. Obviously, I'm I'm ready for this COVID shit to be over because I want to go back to concerts. Yes. And uh, I think the first thing I'm going to do, like, if the world ever goes back to where it was, is physically go somewhere and drink a beer. Because I I don't even ever, I never go out. But like, I just want to. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Being Uh, an introvert, I don't normally want to go out, but like, now it's really Now that we've
0: been inside for almost a year, it's like, please, for the love of Christ...
1: I want to see something else.
0: Yes. yes (laughs) yes <laughs> anyway music so this week uh this episode i should say uh you gave me uh the album kate keysby is, it, is that how it's pronounced keysby Keysby? i'm
1: not really sure no, i'm not really
0: sure it. either we'll look into that but it's report uh back. yeah <laughs> report back uh, so, it's Caseby Nights by Streetlight Manifesto. So, it was it was a really good album. I, I had a lot of fun listening to it. I didn't know what to expect going in, because I had never listened to Streetlight Manifesto before. So, I didn't even realize they were a ska band. Uh, and I'm a big fan of ska music. So this album was definitely a home run it's
1: caseby caseby but some people say
0: (laughs) keysby but the correct
1: pronunciation
0: is caseby
1: is caseby
0: yeah according to new jersey sounds good (laughs) okay i'll remember that so caseby nights ladies and gentlemen (laughs) by streetlight manifesto so uh this album was released march 7th 2006 uh and it was actually a re-recording uh the original album was recorded by catch-22 now the some of the members from catch-22 left that band and started streamlight manifesto so it's essentially just re-recorded by catch-22 uh that being said uh it's definitely sonically a different album it's cleaner the recording is better uh i i just think overall it's more enjoyable i i i did have a nerd moment i went back and i i did listen to the original recording and it's still good i mean it's not a bad album it's just like i'd rather listen to this one because right. it just sounds a little bit better so uh, the name that came up the whole time through my research was uh, Thomas Klonaki. Uh he's the lead singer and the founder of both groups uh, so he, he essentially like defected from Catch-22 and took, I think, two or three members with him and started Street Streetlight Manifesto. Uh, and this album was actually prompted to be made by him because he got wind that Victory wanted to re-record it. So he was like, okay, we'll do it then. So they just went ahead and did the damn thing. <laughs> Uh, so there were there are a few changes in some of the tracks but it's nothing like overly substantial there's like some extra instruments here and there or like one, one extrovert I'll talk more about it because I, I actually haven't notated in each song that, right. that it actually has something different so I'll get into that more Uh, The liner note For this album uh, Cracked me up Uh, It just said There's absolutely no way of explaining The existence of the record you now hold In your hands without somehow Offending, infuriating Confusing or alienating Certain parties So we won't even try Please enjoy this For what it is And I was like That's the most like Honest Honest introduction Into a record ever So uh, And since you already brought up New Jersey uh, The album's title References Caseby New Jersey Which is An unincorporated area Within the Woodbridge Township of Middlesex County case you ever wanted to know. So, New Jersey. So, I'm going to give it the usual treatment, track by track. We'll talk about it. We will talk about it. And uh, we'll just dive into it. So, uh, in my research, I will say that there wasn't a whole lot of like in-depth breakdown for each of the tracks. So, I what i did is i just kind of gave my own interpretation of what what i was reading and hearing from the tracks and honestly a lot of it uh it's really sad like it's some sad emo boy shit but like
1: covered up by
0: it's covered up by right like super peppy (laughs) horn music and i'm like what what so the first track is called dear sergio um and i from what i gathered from just reading and listening to it it kind of seemed like it was a song where the person from their perspective was kind of losing themselves in like mental illness but like trying to act like nothing like nothing is bothering you. Uh but then like deep down it's you're letting it affect everything outwardly. Uh and maybe like a little tinge
1: of suicide
0: trigger warning. I'll just put that out there because that comes up a few times in Sad
1: Boy Emo music. The
0: sad boy emo shit. Uh so yeah, I I don't know, I just right out of the gate. You know, listening to it, and I was like, damn, this is a really, it's a really, like, deep lyrical shit right here.
1: My favorite line of, like, the whole album is in this song, and it's, I don't care what the stars may say, because they always feed their bullshit to me. Right. I was like, oh. first time I heard that, I was just like, wow. Wow. Wow.
0: Oh, and Wilson Wells. <laughs> uh, so this was actually the first song on the album that had something different. Uh there was an extra verse that Kalnaki had added to the song when he recorded cuz actually he he recorded this song with a band that he was in between Catch 22 and Streetlight Manifesto which was called the Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution <laughs> botar is the way that I so avidly <laughs> saw it called around the internet uh so I guess and it was uh on their album a call to arms which was released in 2001 uh but I guess they re-recorded it and he added a verse in that one so actually this version is a re-recording of a re-recording of an original song so but really cool song strong opening track you know, just really gets you pumped into, pumped into it. You know, you you really, really jazzed up with all the all the trumpet work and stuff. Yeah, so, their
1: music, their um, their lyrics are pretty fast paced too. Like, yeah, I know, like I normally like to sing along with stuff, but they catch me up a lot because yeah,
0: pretty good. yeah. He he has a very specific style of singing that is very very reminiscent of like tim armstrong from rancid yeah uh where it's almost like it's like that deep raspy voice but it's i mean he's obviously a, a better singer
1: i think it's kind of funny that you can hide such deep lyrics behind the music but also the speed of the lyrics
0: right right until so you sit down and actually read them you're just like oh yeah this is a fun fun peppy song and then you Wait, read yikes. the and then you read the lyrics and you're like oh maybe it's not
1: yeah um the one thing i did notice about that song because I, I told you i was trying to figure out how sergio is yeah fucks me if i there's a name that i just don't know who they are right um and the one thing i found i think it was on reddit or something was people were referring to the um album notes on that um the album what's it called called arms yeah. Yeah, and in the booklet, it just said that that Sergio was somebody they knew from KSB, and they used to play Commodore sixty four in the closet. And I was like, well, that's a random little phrase.
0: That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: remember Commodore sixty four. I did not. You're yeah. You're a little younger than me. I did. I had one.
0: I had an Atari. Briefly. Yeah. My first real system was a, uh, the NES.
1: Yeah, see, Commodore sixty four was part computer, part right game system. That was like my first foray into programming. I typed like I don't know ten thousand lines of Basic in to make a little ball go across the screen.
0: Nerd alert!
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> nothing wrong with that. So, the next <laughs> the next track, moving on, <laughs> is uh, called "Sick and Sad," which like here, here we go. It's just more more sad emo boy stuff uh so it kind of seemed like it had like a dual meaning to me uh and they they made a a point to talk about like overcoming the rain and it it almost made me think that they, they were trying to like overcome like mental rain metaphorical rain like metaphorical rain like getting through the rainstorm uh but also it seemed like there was maybe like a tinge of like coping with the loss of a friend Mm -hmm. like to suicide again trigger warning uh but yeah it just i don't know again like really deep lyrics that just got covered up by really peppy ska music
1: yeah the one line in this one because you know i do like my my sad lyrics sometimes right it was the someone uh there mentioned that they hoped that it would rain forever so they could drown in place relatable i know right
0: fucking relatable uh but yeah no i mean it definitely this is one of those albums that like it comes out swinging and doesn't really take a breath until you're like halfway through the album. So uh
1: Yeah, every song has the same like energy. Yeah. behind it for a while
0: until you get like about halfway in and then it kind of slows down a little bit. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh so the next one is the track of the same same title of the album. It's Keysby Nights. Uh <laughs> trick of warning again (laughs) this this track to me uh speaks kind of speaks out as like a a track where somebody is remembering how much simpler their childhood was while also dealing with thoughts of like self-harm and like or potential like suicide I mean, like, that's what I mean. Like, this, it just, it's really deep. Like, but damn, is the music good? Mm-hmm. Like, but, uh.
1: Yeah, the, the first couple lines were about getting a splinter or something. Yeah. And, like, how he never hurt himself again or right. something like that. And then.
0: Yeah, like, it's just, I don't know. into
1: the, the night.
0: Yeah, and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I, okay. Uh, But also there was a reference to uh, Hodskin Place.
1: I was trying to find that.
0: Uh, It's in Tenafly, New Jersey. I looked it up on Google Maps because I'm a fucking nerd.
1: I'm so glad because I
0: haven't found it. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least that's what I think it is. I think it's just referring to a specific street.
1: Oh yeah, I think so.
0: Which I assume is it probably has some sort of of like childhood meaning for them so but i just thought it was interesting that it was like a pretty specific place uh so the next track was day in day out and it this was one of those tracks that was like it it's a song about other people complaining about their problems but not doing anything to fix it relatable yikes uh and it's pretty much like the lead singer is saying like okay i don't care just fix it and it's and it's just like he's just hearing a bunch of like blah 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 from people uh this out this song i did notice that it features a new verse that's in place of playing the first verse again so in the original recording, they repeated the first verse of the song. In the new recording, they added another verse to it. So I thought that was kind of cool that they were, that they kind of tweaked it a little bit to give it more more depth. I think. Yeah,
1: because you can't repeat the same verse so many times.
0: Well, I mean, this is ska music we're talking about.
1: When you sing that fast, you gotta fill yeah. up the time with repetition, I guess.
0: Yeah, you gotta fill it up with something. <laughs> I don't know. More horns right more horns i got a fever and the only thing that can fix it is more horns <laughs> so uh after that was a song called walking away which uh i kind of found it as like a breakup song where it was like a relationship that started out just like like super duper like happy go lucky and everything was perfect and then just little by little like they just found things about each other that they that they just didn't understand and it just pushed them apart but it was it wasn't like a bad breakup or anything that it was more just like a like a mutual you know like they had their last conversation and then they walked away so it was a good song though i really i really enjoyed like the actual song itself and that's that's the been pretty much the common theme through the whole album it's just like it's just a really really solid album to listen through uh after that is giving up giving in uh it's i feel like it's just a song about just kind of being carefree and like ridding yourself of other people's problems which i mean the the title kind of implies it if you really think about it uh but yeah i just you know it's one of those kind of like haha i don't care i'm gonna live my life the way i live it blah 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 kind of tracks uh so right after that comes on and on and on, which is uh, which was another like super deep thinker kind of song because it kind of felt like a song of grief, where they were like dealing with the loss of somebody close, yeah, but like also questioning their own morality. in in a way like questioning like their life and their mortality. Mort- what did i say morality yeah yes. mortality that's the word hooray thank you
1: sorry <laughs> no
0: no thank you for correcting me i knew i looked right at it it says thank mortality word, yeah. it's it's written it's right i said it wrong uh but yeah no it, it definitely is uh i think it's just like a grief song I mean i don't know if you have any input About on it the uh, same. yeah just it, I, that's kind of what i got from the lyrics anyway uh so the next song was called riding the fourth wave which i thought was a really funny song because uh they're always referred to as like being part of the fourth wave of ska uh and actually this ends up being the only completely instrumental track on the whole album so that that makes it kind of interesting because like at this time you didn't really see that you know everything was very like lyric driven right so for a band to just like confidently put like an old school all instrumental track in i thought that was kind of cool
1: yeah
0: i mean and it's it's super well done i mean it's a really fun just like instrumental track, right smack in the middle of the album. Yeah,
1: the first time I heard it, I was like, "Is it gonna be any words?" Right. Nope. No words. Nope. Which I'm not surprised because I mean, NoFX has done that, right? Once or twice, and other bands have done it. I just oh, wasn't absolutely. It right smack in the middle. Yeah. I guess where else are you gonna put it, right?
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and actually, Catch 22 was also considered part of the fourth wave of ska, so you know, I mean, also like. It's crazy to think that, like, that movement of music has gone through so many different... Because there's still, like, ska bands now that are becoming popular.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: uh, Kill Lincoln. I mean, they're, they're, like, a full ska band. And they've only been around since, like, 2018. So... Right. What's that, like... That's got to be, like, sixth wave by now. <laughs> they've got to be
1: even know
0: because i don't i don't keep track of that i mean like the subgenre stuff is a little difficult for me to keep keep up with so it's all gotta be what you don't know about anchor (laughs) core
1: the hell are you talking about yeah sorry
0: (laughs) uh so the next song is called this one goes out to dot 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 uh and i kind of got this one as being more of like a uh remembering remembering your past and the lessons that you learned through your life to kind of help you escape the stress of being an adult which like yo (laughs) relatable like
1: especially now
0: got a lot of time to think exactly but yeah i mean like again it's one of those like just really like catchy lyric catchy song uh there is a solo in the middle that they changed up a little bit on the original recording it was done with a muted trumpet solo uh and it was replaced with a tenor saxophone on this recording so like super minor change but like it's noticeable like if you listen to the two different recordings it's noticeable uh the next song was called super nothing uh and it's actually a cover of a song that was done by the band gimp <laughs> which is another one of uh Kolonsky's bands or klonski Kolonopin. what the hell is his name? Kalaki? Kolnaki there we go Scar- sorry kolonaki uh, yeah, but I guess it was another one of the bands that he had going on between Catch-22. This guy is really busy. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't know where he has time to do any of this stuff. Like, uh, but yeah, it, to me, it's like, uh, it was like a song about, like, somebody that wakes up with actual depression but like the person that they're with doesn't believe that it's real so like they just think it's a bit of an act Ugh. it's also
1: my
0: nickname in high school super nothing so, <laughs> but yeah that, that's kind of what I got out of it because if you read through the lyrics he kind of talks about like actually being depressed and like his girlfriend doesn't believe him so anyway the next song is called uh nine millimeter in a three-piece suit uh this song to me came off as like a just having those friends that like to do hood rat things with their hood rat friends (laughs) because they talk about like putting on a ski mask and you know having their nine millimeter and i don't know i just i'm not really sure it just i i put friends that are caught up in doing bad stuff for fun that's just kind of how it, it just sounds yeah. to me like it's just like friends that are caught up in like robbing a liquor store and like holding up a gas station because they just feel like it yeah and it's basically like him distancing himself from it like, nah man, that's not for me. Uh so you can see that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially with a name like nine millimeter in a three piece suit. You know? The next song I actually think is my favorite song on the album. Uh it's called Christina She Don't Know I Exist. <laughs> uh First of all, it's just a super fun, like like title uh and it's it's about being obsessed with a girl that doesn't even know that he exists uh the one part that i actually wrote down that, ma- that makes me laugh every time i listen to it is uh when he talks about like when he's in photography class and he like is proofing a picture of her and it's like staring back at him so he like quietly slips it into his pocket And takes it. And I was like, ooh, that's not like very Robin Williams one-hour photo-esque or anything. (laughs)
1: Yikes. (laughs) I never even thought of that, but yeah.
0: But uh, then, of course, at the end of the song, it gets even funnier because then... He has that one specific date where he remembers seeing her in the video store that he works at with her boyfriend. But he essentially acts like it's her loss that he never made his move and it just it made me laugh because like it it almost like he goes from having that like oh woe is me to like oh well fuck you too like (laughs) but i'm gonna i'm gonna put this out there and maybe this is a, a deep thought for you on this song it's almost uh like the anti-teenage dirtbag song yeah where in teenage dirtbag the girl did notice him he just didn't realize it
1: oh
0: yeah right
1: so i wonder if like christina's everywhere christinas all through new jersey were trying to rack their brains on that day where they had been right they're the christinas
0: don't fear the christinas (laughs) did you ever figure out who christina was you didn't man we're gonna find out we'll find it oh
1: yeah i'll find it i just need more time
0: we just need the time we'll get our best people on it (laughs) it's literally just us i don't know who our best people are uh but yeah i think that might be my favorite song on the album it's just such a random song and there, there is some different instruments I read. Uh, it didn't specify, but there were some different instruments like in the solo part of the song.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, So now comes a song that I think is easily the most depressing song on the whole album. Because you go from having such a random fun song to a super duper downer. But it's still a really, really good song. And it's called As the Footsteps Die Out Forever. And I mean, it's pretty obvious that like it's a song about losing somebody to cancer or some sort of other like disease. Because like they talk about like, you know, hear them walk in the halls and how they put up a strong face when people are around but then cry when they're by themselves so like yeah
1: it's definitely somebody that yeah knows
0: it's super heavy i mean like it's a really really heavy song but like it's really well done uh they did change a line though in this song uh the original line was i got a lot to do i got a lot to be But in this re-recorded version they changed it to you've got a lot to do. You've got a lot to be. Hmm. So like really really simple. But I feel like it almost changes the the meaning of that line.
1: Yeah. Completely.
0: So. But I mean it's it's a great song. But it's like you listen to it and you're just like okay well I'm sad now. Thanks. Uh yeah so then of course comes the final song on the album which is one two three four one two three four uh and it's just i think it just is basically like a song where it's just like being honest uh being yourself and the payoff to having a decent life down the road like they're basically saying like, I'm full of shit, you're full of shit, let's not try and fool ourselves. Like, be a real person, and I will respect you more. So, that's what I got out of it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, that
1: makes sense. Yeah. It's deep in a positive way.
0: Right, like it's like, it's like positively reaffirming. Like, don't try and be a shithead just because you think you're better than everybody. Like, just be yourself. So but I also liked the the swap out at the end of this song, because in the original album, there were a bunch of shout outs at the end. But on this one, they replaced it with a text to speech transcription of an interview in which the lead singer explains to the interviewer. Why they did the re-recording, which is like the most meta thing to put into (laughs) a. into a recording like why are you doing this and it's like uh, because the label wanted to so we said fuck it (laughs) like but it's it's really funny like if you listen to the whole thing it's hilarious and i love that it ends with peace out bitches (laughs) like it's just such a great way (laughs) it's such a great way to end like that whole album so i mean overall i just thought it was a great album it's it's really fun uh, even though it's like sad emo boy lyrics, they they definitely do a great job. I at,
1: like sad emo, emo I sad emo boy. I am a
0: sad emo boy though. So like, but yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I'll definitely listen to it again.
1: They're um they're a band that I hope tours again once things open up because I missed them twice. I had tickets once and nobody to go with, so I just didn't go. Um, this is prior to me and you because I would have dragged you along.
0: Oh yeah, please but, don't drag me kicking and screaming to a show.
1: But yeah, before that, um I was you know, a friend of mine was talking about going to Ohio to see them in Cleveland and we didn't she wasn't a close friend, but um well, close like, enough oh,
0: to you. that she wanted to go to a concert with well, you. she's
1: like, Oh you like them? I like them <laughs> because I guess, yeah, it was another one of those not well known bands that, you know, she didn't have anyone to go with so so yes fingers crossed that someday we'll see
0: them because yeah i've videos uh, i've seen i mean i would like to yeah they seem like a lot of fun yeah honestly
1: so i glad you enjoyed the album because oh yeah (laughs) it was
0: it was great i i really really had a good time listening to it awesome yeah so we're gonna uh take a little break from going through the albums uh i haven't really listened to a whole lot of other music i'm listening to new music mm-hmm. but i haven't really had any music stuck in my head have you had any earworms this week i
1: have
0: yeah okay well then we'll we'll take a dip into a segment that we like to call earworms that was where okay. <laughs> that's okay where you know we talk about music that has just been randomly stuck in our heads
1: Yeah, um, I've had a lot of matchbook romance stuck in the head. Yeah? Yeah, prior to us talking about it. So that's actually why I started listening to the whole album, is because I had... um, a song. Um, oh, playing for Keeps."
0: So oh, yeah.
1: I don't know why that one just gets stuck in my head. But it's a it's, good
0: song. It's a great song. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's been stuck in my head. Um. Nothing else stands out. I mean, I... I wish I would have wrote it down. I definitely had some stuff. Um, some songs from the album I'm going to review. Well, that's good. But I know it's just because I listened to that one.
0: Probably. Right. It's the same thing that happened with Story of the Year, where like you listen to it, but it's like such a good album that like it's stuck. Yeah. Okay, right. well then, I, I guess maybe, since we don't really have a whole lot of earworm stuff, then maybe we'll get into our second installment of our of our new segment called My New Band Name. My new band name. Now I I actually did something very out of character and uh I wrote some down. Yay! Yeah, I know. Uh I have a I have a bunch. I
1: like two. You go first.
0: I have like I have like eight
1: Really? Yeah. Wow.
0: Impressive. Uh, well, because some of them I've been, uh, I've been gaming a lot more mm, lately. Yeah. So like some of them came from like stuff I saw in game. So I had uh, Celestial Sharanga, <laughs> which just sounds like some sort of like jam band, like just like hippie jam band, Yeah. like a fish cover band. Uh and then I had uh Igneous Eden which just sounds like like a like a power metal group same with uh, Death Defiant. Oh.
1: Yeah. That's
0: actually a really cool name. If there isn't a band out there that's already called Death, De- Death Defiant, there should be. Um Strange Bedfellows. <laughs> that was a, that was a good I one. Like that one. Uh. Makes me think about had, had
1: Your
0: Kids, Had Your Wife. Right. Yeah, I <laughs> right. Uh. There was a, a little D&D in there. Uh. The Wolf Riders of Westport. Oh. It's. It just is so cool. It just sounds so fucking cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Uh. Also, Mysterious Jars. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. And then I also had The Great Tea Experiment.
1: Oh, like T-E-A?
0: Yeah. Yeah, like tea. I don't know what kind of band it would be. I imagine that it would probably be like like a Brit Rock.
1: I'm picturing like a Mad Hatter vibe. I
0: don't know why. It's Ooh. Yeah. Oh. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and then my, the last one which i think is like my favorite cuz it just sounds like a super like shitty see this band in the in a in a sweaty basement kind of band uh the dumpster schedule oh <laughs> yeah the dumpster schedule
1: that goes with one of mine doesn't my new one from today trash landing
0: Trash Landing. Thanks
1: to your child. Yes. Inspiring Yes. Me. yes I imagine yes. it would be you know uh, people dressed like trash animals. Trash animals. You know, raccoon, possum. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's that. Trash Landing. And um, the only other one I wrote down was Imperial Fuckton. Because people always say it's a ton of, you know, whatever. And I say, oh, metric or imperial?
0: Imperial ton. Imperial ton sounds like Sounds like a band that Bam Margera would be in. <laughs> well, no, because he had a band that was called uh, Fuckface Unstoppable, <laughs> <clears throat> and I just feel like that sounds like a band that would tour together. Yeah, Imperial Fuck Fuckton and Fuckface Unstoppable <laughs> just sounds like
1: yeah
0: two bands that would just fit so well on a bill together. Good. Those were some good ones. Yeah. Those are those were the dumpster schedule.
1: Yeah. I gave up a lot of my good ones on my, you know, longer list last time. So That's
0: fine. I'm I, I made up for it because I didn't have very many last time. So I, I made up for it this time.
1: <clears throat> Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um Alright, so I guess it's my turn to go over yeah. my album that yeah. you gave me. Okay, so you gave me Amber Pacific, um, the possibility and the promise. Which, um, I had never really heard of them. Well, I hadn't heard of them prior to meeting you. Right. I mean, I heard about them on your Sad sad Emo Boy playlist. Yeah. I believe. But, uh, yeah, this this was a good one. Um, The album was released in 2005, and it was their first full-length album. Um, I read a little bit of history on the band, and they had formed in 2002 in Washington. They started out in high school together, um, performing locally in their hometown, near Seattle, the original name was Follow Through, which, eh, I don't feel much about that name, but, you know, again, just like when Store of the Year was Big Blue Monkey. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I can't imagine some of these bands having these, like, I don't know, Follow Through just feels really bland compared to... You
0: know. Amber, Amber Pacific. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's the uh, a band name that really, that really grabs you.
1: Right. Um, Yeah, so um, 2005, the album was released on Hopeless Records. Um, The album title is from a quote by Charles Bukowski in Ham on Rye. Um, Yeah. Um, The quote in the book, I guess, is uh, the narrator uh, watches the spread and press a group of girls at the beach. Jim was splashing water on the girls. He was the water god and they loved him. He was the possibility and the promise like the yeah, i'm the alpha and the omega, the omega. so i uh, thought it was oh, kind of cool that and is I read cool. Some of charles Bukowski's stuff but i hadn't read that before um i was trying to figure out where the band name came from but i was kind of unsuccessful but again it was lack of time i'm sure with time i would have found out possibly um yeah so um uh, an interesting an interesting fact that I was um, found from an interview about them on their second album, which, I mean, I was just going through some of the band history. Um, <clears throat> they had a goal to be on the top 100 of pre-sales, and they had some bonuses that they included, which were like phone calls from the band, which I thought were kind of cool. Like, that's, they were just trying to get, like... That's pretty cool. Yeah, so they were just trying to get, like, connected with their fans. And, right. You know, give them some incentive to to have some album sales. And I thought that was kind of cool. That is cool. And, I mean, that's back when album sales were up more of a thing right now i mean that's kind of right spotify and everything i think that kind of goes out the window absolutely um i read that they were on four consecutive work tours um apparently i had missed them so i'm guessing maybe you may have caught them yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i did they're really good live
1: um yeah so some reviews i read um like i agreed that like the album starts out really strong like the first few songs i think were the ones that stuck in my head a lot more than the others absolutely Um, some people were saying that the albums you know started with three songs and it was all the same after that i don't really agree um but a lot of people were saying that they're more of an underrated band
0: oh for sure yeah absolutely um yeah they're they're very for for the kind of music that they've pumped out they're very, very underrated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll go into the talk list here. Um, normal format. Normal format. Um, but yeah, the one thing I thought was kind of funny was out of, you know, like, 12 songs, three of them had the word falling. And I was like, huh, there's a lot of falling in here. Um,
0: <laughs> a lot of falling. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and you and I were talking about, like, similarities between the albums even if we don't actually pick something that has a theme and I mean this obviously is sad emo emo boy music why do I keep saying emo emo boy music
0: yeah you showed me it
1: I in your notes music.
0: that you actually wrote it in all caps Oh
1: yeah yeah. we'll get to the conclusion at the end
0: uh, <laughs> I think something that's interesting to note about this band though is that like they're kind of in that like that early emo time frame where their music like really encompasses like a punk feel because like like everything is like breakneck speed oh yeah like you know like blaring drums and like shredding guitars but like then the lead singer just has such a powerful voice and like their lyrics are really really good
1: yeah yeah i remember writing down i don't know if i actually wrote it but there were some like similarities musically to like no effects like some of the way that their drum yeah and like the the speed of the songs and stuff I right i'll get into that later um but yeah there's some similarities with some you know the,
0: yeah so i think that's kind of that's kind of where they differentiate because they're like I, I put them in a, a similar tier to like matchbook romance and i would put them right in the same level as like matchbook romance and then like i also think of i don't know if you've ever heard of rufio mm-hmm. yeah like i kind of get a rufio also i think those three in particular are very similar in that they teeter on like a fine line between like what you traditionally think of as like pop punk emo music and then yeah. like actual like like punk punk or like hardcore post hardcore yeah kind of stuff
1: i think that's um more what i was uh, feeling whenever i was thinking that you know i i enjoyed this because you know punk is more right what i'm into and then it's you know got kind of a lyrical depth right that you know that the emo music has <laughs> that the
0: emos have yeah. yes i get it sad
1: boys like your like yeah. your lyrics
0: sad boys <laughs> yeah
1: all right. So the first song, I think, was one of the only ones that I had heard. Maybe the first two were ones that I heard before. Um, Everything We Wear Has Become What We Are. Um, this one's just, it's got a really, really strong beginning. I mean, there's, that's all I can really say, um, but it, it, it's super emotional. Um, breakup song? I'm lost for words. Too deep in this for you to see. We've come so far. You know, go with every line you said. Um, yeah. One one reason for past mistakes won't save us now. So I mean, it was a kind of you know a breakup song. Yeah. Um, but talking about it wistfully, every road you take, I'll miss our yesterdays and everything we know is gone. Um, was catchy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's that sad boy shit that catches you.
1: Yeah, um, it's, it's fast pace. I mean, it catches you, but dark. Not yeah. really dark, but like deep. Emotional. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I enjoyed that one, and I think that was the one that plays in my head mostly, just because the, the beginning is is I don't know. I
0: it's very so. it's very specific.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. I just couldn't.
0: Would you, would you say that it's Amber specific? No. Or, or maybe specifically <laughs> specific. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm done. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> All right. So, um, the second song, poetically pathetic. Is that even right? That doesn't sound right. Yeah, it, it is. sounds like a tongue twist. Okay. Poetically pathetic. Um, this one has a video, which I thought was interesting. So, um guess it would be one of the more popular songs.
0: Um, this is actually one of my favorite songs by them.
1: Yeah, I really enjoy yeah. this one. Um, it felt like, you know, there's no one way to define, like, feelings and love. But, like, no matter what you say, if you're pathetic, or po- pathetic, if you're poetic, you know, there, there, there's nothing, they can really capture it. Yeah. Um, the One reference to another song that I thought um, was interesting was reference to a song... You love, well, Confusion with a K, which um, was referencing uh, Constantine by Something Corporate. Which, really? Yeah, because it's Confusion with a K um, and Constantine's with a K, And it was just referencing that this is her favorite song, Huh. which is a really gorgeous song. I don't...
0: Yeah, no, Constantine, yeah.
1: Whoa. Yeah, so... Um, no, that's,
0: that was... that's super cool because I, I think the one thing that I always get out of this song is like the uh the like the john cusack with the boombox moment yes where this song is so it's poetically pathetic because it's pathetic in the sense that like you know i'm gonna make you this mix cd and i'm gonna write you all these cute love notes and
1: see that's stuff i find adorable so right again john cusack adorable
0: well yeah i mean (laughs) yeah but i'm just saying like if you had to put into context like into actual picture what this would be it would be that scene yeah like i could totally see taking that scene but playing this song on the boombox
1: yeah i mean like
0: that would be that would be perfect
1: um but yeah i mean this one seemed like a, a cheesy sweet love song too yeah and you know him referring to her favorite song um, that he could be as poetic and creative as he can, but even the words to her favorite song can't describe like his feelings. right. Um, some right. of the lines that I really liked were, um you know, our wish each time keeps me returning to you night after night. It's like he's wishing upon a star, you know, to have her. It was just like real cheesy um, like imagery, but like right. adorably so.
0: right. It's almost like, like somebody writing a love letter
1: right right so yeah i mean i really like oh yeah i would tame the stars and save the brightest one for you yeah cheesy and impossible but adorable
0: <laughs> yeah i mean like also because
1: i think of, like, first almighty where he like, pulls the moon closer <laughs> right
0: i mean I almost, i almost like as far as like like the the vibe of this song, you almost get like a like a hit or miss, newfound glory hit or miss kind of vibe, oh, yeah. where it's like the similar, like you know I know that this is your favorite song and we can sing it as loud as we want to together blah 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 like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's definitely like a like a cutesy love song,
1: yeah. But
0: that's wrapped up in some really good musical stuff,
1: right? Um, track three is Gone So Young, um, this one, I mean, it's a song about loss, but knowing somebody's always with you. Um, I couldn't find an actual source on this, but in comments of, of different lyrics, posts and threads that I read was about, um, a friend who was in an accident, um, before the band senior year of high school. Um, I mean, I don't know that it particularly matters who it's about, but it's just a, a really, beautiful song about losing someone
0: yeah it's relatable
1: but one thing that i did read again that made me like the band even more was reading that uh, during an interview one of their best moments that they were saying like one of their biggest achievements was um during a Warp tour they had a -A make-a-wish person who her wish was to um hang out with her favorite band which is them oh wow And they brought her on stage for the song which is her favorite so i thought that was really sweet
0: that is really sweet and
1: i mean part of what I like about you know getting so deep into some of the stuff is, is finding out like you know how the bands connect with their fans and it's just I don't know also I read that like this is one song that has the biggest crossover with fans of other genres so I think because um, it doesn't really fit entirely only
0: that's know. true yeah I could see that
1: yeah so I I like that um, for that connection to you know, um, you know the band Make A Wish, and it just it was a just really touching song, I guess, wrapped up in a
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the theme.
1: Yeah. Um, number four, save me from me, and this is a song that I you know put on my real deep sad music playlist. Um, just about. You know, internal pain that somebody has, and how like one person, you know, could save you. Um, <clears throat> talks about the pain that makes me. Um, he, you know, he thinks without the pain, who am I? And like that made me think of like some people are defined by like their struggles and their pain. Right. Um, but the chorus is, you know, cold and white. I'm holding on. I'll try to breathe for you. You could be all I need to save me from me. Um, so it made me think like, you know, when you are in a dark place, like how you hold on and like that one person that you can reach out to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that one, again, kind of the music was, was faster paced, I think. And, yeah. Um, but again, dark, dark lyrics. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it though. I but I it think it,
0: I think it's, it's dark lyrically but in like an uplifting way where it's like where it's like i it's like he's recognizing like yes like i need you to save me from me like i see that and you are effectively the one that
1: exactly Um, but also
0: like i i have to say of all of their songs i think this one has my favorite like drum parts on it because the drumming is just so like crazy on this song
1: yeah you would notice that because you're more of a musician than i am
0: <laughs> just a little
1: just a little um <clears throat> next track was postcards um that one was the one where i noted that it, that like the fast-paced um drums and guitar almost sound like no effects um just touches of like the way they
0: play um well because i i think the sorry i didn't interrupt you but i i think i think the interesting thing that i i could definitely see that reference is because of the way that it opens yes because it's like that that like drum riff that opens right into it and then it's just like breakneck speed Mm -hmm. like right into the song right and it's just like one of those like oh
1: yeah so i mean i this one definitely got me for that reason. But also, um, the song's about a faraway love, long distance, you know, not being close to somebody that you love. And um yeah, the first verse talks about how he's holding on to the last words that he got to make them feel like bliss. Um but it, it just talks about, you know, I need you here with me, so here's a heart to heart and the bag of postcards. You know, I know you hate the feeling when I walk away, when I'm without you, I'm not the man that I knew I can be because you're not here with me. So I mean it's it's sweet. It's
0: Right. It's 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 a long distance relationship.
1: Yeah, him expressing how he how he feels and
0: it's this is also one of those songs that like is just a fan favorite. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a great song.
1: Right. I mean I I definitely think so. I definitely like that one. Um next song, for what it's worth. Um, I wrote down that that one had like a notable violin solo. <laughs> I think like it had a really pretty yeah. part in it. Um, but this song was about loss, about losing someone, and um, made me think about like the denial that you feel when you're when you lose someone. Um, about losing sight, you were all I had, all I could take. I guess the jokes on me. Um, but the chorus was. You know, I can't believe you're gone. So, I mean, it's a, it's a song of loss.
0: Absolutely. So it's our
1: chance. I won't forget. It's time I only tell where to go. I wish you were breathing. I can't believe you're gone. Again, very sad topic, but more upbeat song. Right. Right. It's <laughs> there's, definitely. There's our, uh, our theme. Yeah. Um, the rights write me off this one felt like holding on to a relationship. That's not really working anymore. And I really liked the alliteration in the title, um, you know, the right and the right. Um, but it, you know, you, you could feel like the story of, of, of things, you know, the, the uncertainty that they're going to last, you know, can we make this last forever with every word. We're going distant. What I liked was, you know, the chorus starts as a solo with like, no real instruments and then as the song goes on like it turned into you know the the band singing right um but yeah it sounds like he made a choice that's breaking them apart and um i don't think yeah in every instant you were right to write me off and move ahead so yeah failed relationship another <laughs> another common <laughs> theme here right um the next one was this guy could fall tonight this one i wrote a, a few of the lines down that i thought were were notable and like i really liked um write me down this is the best idea you you had um like she's she's his hope and keeps him going how are you perfect when i'm just wasting time just to coast inside and i'm waiting for the fall so you know, it, it seemed like she was that one person that, you know, keeps him going. Right. Again, so I mean, there was like kind of a a theme with "Save Me" for me and and this one. Um,
0: yeah, almost like a, almost like there's like a, like a continuation. Yeah,
1: I was just gonna say that. Like, yeah. It felt like um, a similar. Yeah. Connection there. Um, yeah, you don't care about impossible. Something I wish I could learn from you. I like that one too.
0: Yeah, that's a good line.
1: Um <clears throat> so next was falling away. Follow. He's right. <laughs> he feels he's falling away, but she keeps him close. But it sounds like he's having like a, a battle against living. Um I don't know if it was living or against the relationship, like what he's falling away from. Maybe both. Maybe. Um
0: almost like maybe like he's like he's losing track, like he's losing sight of himself.
1: Right. Right? Yeah. that's definitely how it felt in it you right know, he was aware that he was doing it because yeah. i'm falling away away from your arms um like i said i'm not sure if it was you know falling away from just the relationship or you know dark as in you know giving up
0: right but i mean when you listen to it it definitely could be interpreted either way
1: oh yeah a lot of the songs i feel like could be taken literally or metaphorically absolutely and again, it's open for anyone's interpretation because yeah. like like you were saying there's not much about these lyrics right beyond you know looking up the you know references to other songs or whatever there wasn't a lot right so it was mostly you know just the feeling you get um
0: but I think sometimes that's the that's the beauty of of music in general like oh, yeah. without being super deep about it like well,
1: cause it helps people connect right it. like because like, it's hard to connect to something like if you're not, if it's not relatable.
0: Right. And I I think that this is a perfect example of what the basis of this whole show is. Yeah. Like it's just the opportunity of that two people have to talk to each other about. Right. Liking similar types of music. So, uh, you know, I, I think that that was, that's always been something that, is very intriguing to me. Is still listen to the way that people interpret songs. I think it's very interesting.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, always you, good times. Um, this one seemed like a, a memories of a relationship that was ended, but like remembered fondly. Yeah. Um, and good times last forever. I'll keep my heart with yours. I'll hold a place for you inside my heart for you and I. So
0: um yeah almost like it was like a like a cordial breakup where yeah, like,
1: like people growing apart or taking different paths
0: yeah but like neither of them were mad at each other it was just like a you yeah. know like it was like a yeah remember the good times
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's like i always hold a whole place for that i mean i i like that one because it felt like a positive um next step was if i fall fall um, but this one I noted was um, beautiful with, like, piano. Yeah. Like, the instrumental part of it. I would it say really. of
0: all of the songs on the album, this is, like, the the most emotional.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: it's not just because of the actual lyrics, but, like, like you were saying, like, it's, it's very beautiful with, like, the piano and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that that um, kind of reflects, like, the feeling of the lyrics, too, because, I mean, it sounds like it's talking about, like, like a loss, relationship loss. Right. And, you know, just a painful mistake has left me here on my own. Um, yeah, I was talking about how like if, you know these days that go just go by, like, all I need is a sign that you're here. Will give me the strength to keep going. Right. But yeah, the, the music was
0: Yeah, no, the music is super deep. I mean I I like that it's almost like they they stripped away everything else about it yeah which is i think it adds a really interesting layer on top of like the lyrics it adds that that extra layer to it Oh,
1: definitely um yeah so the the last song on the (laughs) original album because you specifically said pick the because there's an extended version right
0: there's an extended version but the extended version is like uh, I think it's like a couple of demos.
1: Yeah, I'm not really and... sure. I didn't look into it all that thoroughly, but yeah, I just I'll... went with the original. Um,
0: I'll pull it up.
1: The last one can't hold back. Um, it's talking about like, don't you know? Don't regret the things that you've done. That you just learn from your past mistakes. Um, isn't that the kind of note that we left on the, on one of the last songs oh. that you were talking about?
0: God, um, yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay. Um yeah, I can't hold back on the choices I made. If it happens, it happens. It was like, you know I felt like a, it was a good contrast to the previous song. Right. But like a really good way to end.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's it's like they're they're bringing it back up to a a positive note.
1: Yeah. And I think this is the kind of stuff I never really noticed when I didn't listen to a full album. Um like I said before, you know, Before we met, I don't think I'd listen to full albums um, since, you know, like I didn't want to mess with the CD player or the tape. (laughs) Right. So um, there's a lot of like nuance with like the way that the songs are put together in, you know, whatever order um, that I think changes the feeling of some of it. Absolutely. So it's definitely.
0: Yeah. I think that like, if you, if you take the time to actually like, like listen to a full length album in its entirety it's like there, there are things are deliberately
1: oh yeah it's more of an experience than just like
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: i I definitely know that was some of the other ones we talked about and some of them are deliberately need to be in order
0: yeah so the deluxe (laughs) the deluxe version of this which is why i told you to avoid it because it has a b-side track and then a demo for falling away and then like five acoustic tracks. Oh, so this
1: it's like the fun album where there was like 75 versions of
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. I mean like it's good. I I would recommend going back and listening because like the acoustic versions of their songs are excellent.
1: Right. And I like the
0: acoustic version of poetically pathetic. Oh. Very good. Uh but I wanted you to like Get the album experience which is why right. i recommended the regular album not the deluxe version
1: right um yeah so this is where i wrote conclusion emo shit.
0: yeah absolutely <laughs>
1: but i like it yeah. I, I really i really enjoyed it um specifically um specifically the beginning and i think it was just the the order that you know everything we are has, everything we were has become what we are oh that's so mouthful um that and then followed by, you know, Poetically Pathetic. I thought those two were really good together. Um, I really liked Save Me for Me. Um, just because I felt like it, it kind of spoke to me. Um, postcards for being sweet. Um, if I fall because of the, just being pretty. Like.
0: Yeah. I, I just think overall...
1: there wasn't any that i didn't
0: like yeah it's a very well balanced yeah well written album and it's just it's just easy to like sit down and just listen to the whole thing
1: yeah yeah i mean i found myself putting it on a a bit more yeah than just doing like the research and i know that i'll listen to it again um so it's definitely a choice that i enjoyed good and again i'm
0: I'm glad that you
1: (laughs) you always pick one for me
0: yeah i i I try (laughs)
1: we're doing we're doing pretty
0: good yeah i think we've i think we've done pretty good i mean we're we're on episode eight so you know we're, we're doing pretty good for ourselves here so any new music lately
1: you know what i'm gonna answer here i do know we have the same
0: new music okay because, but like I well would, not really because I, I know that there's some stuff that i've listened to that you probably haven't
1: oh sure i haven't listened to a lot of new stuff mostly this and for our next episode and um but yeah i mean that's the, the new stuff i listen to you listen to as well so we can talk
0: about that yeah okay. <laughs> so uh some new music that i listened to I, I talked about it briefly last episode but since then there's been some other new release stuff that came out that i listened to uh there was a new track that came out from uh the spill canvas i listened to that called firestorm which is a it was really really good it's a really really great song uh and i'm very excited they have a new album coming out in march so i'm super stoked for that but actually it made me go back and listen i I didn't realize that i hadn't listened to the song they released a couple months ago called mercy and uh it's actually a really good song it's all about like living in quarantine Essentially, like, but still trying to hold on to humanity throughout the whole thing. It's a good song. Uh so that was two songs that I listened to. Uh I also listened to the two new songs that AFI released.
1: I listened to one as well.
0: It was uh they they released like a little two song sampler out and it was uh Twisted Tongues and Escape from Los Angeles. Um, they were really good tracks i I enjoyed them. I mean, I always enjoy seeing new new aFI music come out. but uh definitely one of those bands that has been like ever evolving they're they're now gearing more into like the, the very like eighties like depeche mode the cure while still being like fairly punk about it. So, you know, it, it's, it's very, very synth synthy punk kind of music, which is really fun. Uh, so I really enjoyed that stuff. I'll be interested to see if it actually becomes like a full length. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all, we also collectively listened to that new track from bad religion. Oh yeah. Uh, which was emancipation of the mind which was a pretty good track. Now, I know I'm a much bigger Bad Religion fan than you are, but you still seem to enjoy it.
1: Yeah. It's not one of my favorites, but yeah, I mean...
0: It's still awesome. a good track. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which brings us down to <laughs> the last thing that we both listened to. Clear favorite of the, yeah. Which is the clear favorite of all the things that I've probably listened to in the last month. Um, So... Weezer uh, just put out a new album on the twenty ninth. Whenever you listen to this, the twenty ninth of January was when Weezer put it out, and uh, well,
1: they dropped the the one song first.
0: Well, yeah, they dropped the single a couple days beforehand, but right. they dropped the whole album, which is called "Okay Human," which we both thought was kind of a funny Radiohead reference. Oh,
1: I was reading it. it. Yeah, definitely is. Cool. Intentional
0: excellent uh so we're not we're not going to get into it too much
1: right we
0: will talk about it right now a little bit but
1: as in it's new and we're excited about it
0: as in it's very new (laughs) we've both listened to it several times uh it's a very very good album Mm -hmm. like it's exceptionally good i did not expect it to be as good as it was
1: the only reason that I noticed that the one song was released earlier is because I thought that was one of the better songs and it got me excited for the rest. Right. Because i was already excited about their, you know, the album, but like
0: but then hearing that, I was like, "Whoa." Yeah. Um so look out for episode 9 because we're doing a whole episode on this new Weezer album. Um so get ready we might talk a buckle up. buckle up buttercup we might talk about some other you know what maybe what we'll do for the next episode since we're gonna hash this out live right now <laughs> uh so we're gonna do a full review and a deep dive on okay human but let's also talk about their covers album, the Teal album. Oh
1: yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah, so we'll we'll cover the Teal album as well. Because
1: Josh loves covers. I do. Oh, I fucking love covers
0: songs. Um, <laughs> yeah, so next episode will be a Weezerific time. Uh, so we're gonna get to work on that. Be ready. Be ready. And We're getting closer to Double Digits, guys. So, so crazy, so crazy. It's huge. So and hopefully uh, down the road here, we're going to get everything situated with some guests on the show. Got some good stuff lined up. So just get ready. Uh, Like I always say, if you have music that you enjoy listening to, share it with somebody else.
1: Might you want to plug the social media?
0: (laughs) Yeah, since I (laughs) forgot to do it last time. Uh, You can find us on instagram and twitter uh it's at simh pod um you can also find us on facebook songs in my head uh we're on itunes we are on what's the other one spotify the one that i always use uh we are also on amazon music uh i believe the rss feed is still there i hope I will go back and look at it, but I'm pretty sure it's there. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, we're doing we're chugging right along. Episode eight is in the books. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks for all the support. Um, and start coming up with some ideas. I think we're going to do an audience participation episode at some point soon. So if you guys have stuff that you want us to listen to please suggest it. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.